That's, that's not what it sounds like at all. Um, no. Let us pray. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for this chance. We have to gather together, um, even though we are in so many different places. We give you thanks that we can still share in you and experience your word. God, guide us that we may hear you, that we may speak your truth. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Good Good evening, friends, um, and welcome to a slightly crazy edition of a Scripture Talk. Um, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is Go Brandy. Sister Brandy Dudley. Good evening, everybody. Go Scott. <laughs> Pastor Scott, so good to be with y'all. And go Stacy. Stacy Tyler. Come on, you got to. I am, uh, I, I am live from the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Uh, it's dark, so you can't see it, but through the window behind me is the ocean. Um, and so I am uh, pretty far east. I am right on the Atlantic coast. Um, and then the rest of our crew is reporting in uh, from Palestine, Texas. Um, weirdly, the internet is here is better than, than, my, than in my studio at home, um, which I am thankful for. Um, I'm that's, also thankful- that's weird? <laughs> no, actually, I I'm, on, I'm on a literal island. Internet should not be as good on a literal island as it is in the bang smack middle of the country where we live. Um, yeah. Uh, so Joe was saying the military already had the first round of vaccines. If you want to watch the pre-show, tune in, you know, right at six o'clock or slightly before we talk about all kinds of things. Um, but anyways, our uh, scripture this evening is Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 27. We are going to be celebrating the first Sunday in Advent on Sunday. And a fun fact about the first Sunday of Advent that we've talked about over the past couple of years is that you always start the year with the end of the world. And so Advent is Christian New Year. So Happy New Year, friends. Um, it's New Year. And so Ad, the first Sunday in Advent, the beginning of a new Christian year. Um, and so this is a year A, which means we're going to be spending a lot of time in Mark. Um, and it means that we start with Mark's version of the end of the world, which is Mark chapter 13, verses 24 through 27. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the son of man coming in clouds with greater power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branches become tender and put forth its leaves, you know the summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that, about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware. Keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves his home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in evening or at midnight or at the cock crow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And when I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Keep awake, friends. Um, so 
this this scripture has a lot of what we think of as pretty normal for Jesus and the New Testament in general, talking about the end of time over and over and over again when the New Testament authors um, and Jesus talking or Paul talking or whoever, they don't know when it's going to come, right? And that should inform a couple things. Something I always want to remind you, people love to predict the end of time, right? People love to say, I think I, I don't know why these people are always Southern. We'll pick something else. I think I know when the end will come. No, you don't. Literally, even Jesus was somehow in God's self kept from that knowledge when he was on earth. No one knows. And so you live your life in two ways, right? You live your life. Um, you go and buy milk because maybe Jesus will come before your milk goes bad, or maybe it won't. Or if you're like my house, the milk never goes bad. We just nev always need milk, I think. Um, so buy milk, friends. Get married. Have kids. Live your life. Go to work. Don't quit your job because the end times is coming. You might need to make rent before Jesus comes back. But <laughs> you don't know. And so always live your Christian life, making sure you're right with God. Because mm -hmm. you don't know when it's going to come. All we know is it will definitely take you by surprise. Yeah. Don't get caught with your spiritual pants down. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Or, as, right. Uh, or as a postcard that I inherited um, from my dear uncle who passed a while ago, uh, uh, look, Jesus is coming, look busy. Dang right. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and that really is it. And, and I think that was, you know, as Paul especially, you, know, you, you get this sense that they had this immediacy to what their expectation was. And uh, then, then they later realized, okay, maybe it's not, as you were saying, you know, uh, two weeks from now, but at any rate, they still felt that they needed to be earnestly going about the father's business, earnestly doing the job because they don't know when it's going to be. And therefore the only way not to be caught by surprise is to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, it's, right. uh, you know, uh, unlike what, you know, people, in, I, I, I always read these verses and I picture people at a corporate office while the boss is away. Right. They're hanging exactly. around the water cooler. Yeah. They're snacking on cake. Uh, that man over there is playing uh, Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice. You know, all of those types of I things. Mean, as literally a boss who is away right now, I have those thoughts. Right now, it's but, a holiday. But we all week. showed up on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, worship happened on Sunday, um, and yeah. I wasn't. I watched the stream only after the fact. I was too busy dealing with a blown transmission during. Oh. during that was about the time when my transmission went kablamo, um, so I didn't get to watch the stream live. I I trust. And part of that is I trust y'all. Um, that's why it's. That's why it's y'all. Um, <laughs> By the way, tomorrow we'll clean up after the party we had at Trey's office. So. Wait, which, that would not be the first party in my office, and that's not the thing I would object to. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I just need folks to honor God and worship God passionately. But like, well, yeah. Which is really what this whole, I mean, yeah. we're joking, but that's literally what this is talking yeah. about, is that, you know, worship God, seek him passionately and be about doing those things don't think that you can put this off and then jump in at the last minute because you don't know when the last minute is yeah yeah joe's in the chat like a kid getting caught um uh with the hand um uh, in the pantry with their hand in the sugar right yeah um don't you know, <laughs> yeah. don't be like that but also there's this other side to it right and we talk about the be aware be aware kind of constantly right and because i felt really led 
um, because of COVID, honestly, for us to talk about the nature of the end times. Like we've spent a lot, a weird amount of time, honestly, for Methodists um, talking about the end times. Usually we scared of it. Um, and, but this year I really felt called um, to talk a lot about the end times. Um, and, and, and even it, we're still going to do it here in the first Sunday in Advent because that's kind of the tradition and I like that tradition. Um, but there's this text introduces this other part that we must always keep in mind is we actually do live in the end times. Jesus coming as a baby and, and living his life and dying on the cross initiates the end. It's just we don't know how long that end is. But we do live in the end times. And, and, and since Jesus has come back, God is doing something different, fulfilling promises from before, but doing something different that will bring about the end of time. And that starts with the coming of the Son of Man, who is Christ. That's why, you know, that's why this is a New Year's text is, and why we do the New Year, why we do the apocalypse as Advent 1, as saying, hey, this thing that happens in Christmas, it is not just about cute babies. It's about the end of time and the end times, the, a basket, the th formal theological term, the eschaton, the end of the age yeah. begins with Jesus. The story of Christmas is fundamentally a story of the apocalypse. Yeah, he, he came, the incarnation uh, is related to salvation, but that is also attached to the fuller aspect of what he's wanting, which is God's kingdom coming to fruition here on earth that starts now, but yet has a not yet part of it that is going to come. And so, yeah, it's the, the, all the cute baby and all of that. That's all that's been foretold, the Emmanuel with us that will lead us from here on through eternity. It's up getting a part of that now and reminding us of where all of it is going and what we're actually getting because he came. Uh, if he had not come in the way he did, he had not come uh, through the virgin birth, taking on uh, a humanity, then salvation would not have worked. And so it is an amazing miracle. All life, all giving of birth is a miracle, but there's a whole other aspect here when you start looking at what happened with Jesus coming in this manner. I mean, in and some then, ways. Go ahead, Brandy. And then, too, Christmas should be like rehearsal. Yes, for us yes, to, uh, literally. Yeah, it's rehearsal because, like you said, he's he's been born. He was he lived. He died. He resurrected. He's sitting at the right hand waiting. So Christmas is rehearsal for us, and what we should expect, just like they expected the baby, we expect the man to come back. Anytime soon, stay ready. Don't wait till the last minute and try to get your life right. Get it right. Yeah, so the way I often think about it is, and actually Emily is the one who crafted the series. I picked the scriptures and Emily, because um, she had to do it for commissioning, um, for her journey to becoming a pastor, had to build this series. Um, so shout outs to Emily. She really did a fine job with it. Um, but one of the reasons why I always do actually, because I, you know, again, I, I'm not bound. There's no law that says I got to do this. But why I want to pick that, the, the end times text always for Advent 1 is to kind of knock the cute out of Christmas to like at least open with like the sucker punch of like, you think we are talking about Christmas? Bam! End times. Come on. Aww. Right? Like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. 
right? Well, you know, we, we are talking, you know, <laughs> you've got St. Nicholas, who uh, is our favorite guy for slapping somebody during the right. St. Nicholas does two things, hands out gifts and punches heretics, and he's all out of gifts. <laughs> That's a real, y'all. What Scott's saying is my favorite fact about St. Nicholas, who goes on to become the figure of Santa Claus in Western culture. He literally is best known for, besides handing out gifts to people, is punching a heretic. Uh-huh. Uh, like, you know, again, so keep in mind that St. Nick is cute, but don't be a heretic. It's not just you go on the naughty list, he's going to punch you. There is a uh, punching in the Christmas story. That's all uh, I'm saying. You don't get cold, just cold, you get punched. Right, no, exactly. <laughs> Uh, we water it down. Ah, you can put coal in your stocking. No, he's going to punch you in the face. face. <laughs> right in the face. Anywhere he else, right in the face. To give out gifts and punch heretics, and he ran out of presents. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like, like the opening for uh, a new Christmas movie. We got to get the writing on no, that, that and take the rights. That's the Christmas movie we need to make. We need to make the Saint Nicholas, the actual Saint Nicholas Christmas movie, and hey. that's the tagline. Right? Starring, like, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, say, I will punch you in the face. Ah, uh, so ah, uh, Merry Christmas. Tagline, are you naughty or are you nice? Are you? Now, uh, uh, continuing with other popular movie things, uh, Joe said in the chat, you know, interesting how a lot of popular end-of-the-world stories start with a disease. Yeah. Uh, this one doesn't make zombies. Oh, yeah. so check this out, y'all. I seen a trailer the other night for a, guess what, a pandemic movie that's coming out early sure. 2021. Oh, yeah. Mar- marketers so, are grabbing hold of it. And it, lo- it actually looked cool. It did. It actually looked cool. I So I used to live, um, <laughs> I used to live and work within one mile of the um, Centers for Disease Control bio, uh, Biosecure Level 4 lab. That's where like the Ebola, you want to know where the Ebola monkeys are? I know exactly uh-huh. where the Ebola monkeys are. I used to live inside of that lab. Um, I used to, because I worked, so the school of public health I went to is right next door to the Centers for Disease Control. And out of, out of my office window, I could see the BSL-4 lab. Um, and so like, I always, I always knew deep down in my heart that if there was a zombie outbreak, I, I, I was going to go first. Because I, like, I could see the lab where it was going to come from um, right out my window. So um, kind of like the like stand. Yeah. And so Stacey used to chill out like whatever, four miles um, from all of the terrible viruses when you hung out in little five points. Um, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, sure you, not sure you knew. Um, no, but I didn't know. Yeah, no, see, yeah, you were gonna, you, you and I were gonna go first. Um, right. But like, so, you know, joking aside, and, and obviously our current current moment makes us feel particularly apocalyptic. But there is this balance of like, we live in the critical moment of history. We just don't know how long that critical moment lasts. We mm. live in an in between time between what God was doing in the Old Testament. Um, and when God seals the deal in finer victory in Revelation, we, Jesus, Jesus' birth marks the beginning of the in-between time. And the coming of the Spirit continues that in-between time. But we live in that in-between time. And because we live in that in-between time, we live differently. We live differently than people did before because we should expect the end at any moment. And we will live differently as people will live after because we still live in a world that's not quite there yet. That's not quite right. 
Um, and the coronavirus is a perfect reminder of how our world is not quite right. You know, a you know, quarter million of our friends and neighbors have died in the past 12 months from a disease we never could have expected. Um, it's still going. Um, and, and that is a, that should, and you know, why we keep preaching on the apocalypse is that should remind us that we live in an in-between time. Is God present in our world? Yeah, absolutely. God came in the form of a baby. And then even after he ascended, he uh, came, God came back in the form of the Holy Spirit, right? So God is present in our world. Um, but we live in the in-between time. Um, you know, with theologians, we'll talk about the already and the not yet. Yeah. Is, is victory already assured? Yes, absolutely. Our victory in Jesus is already assured. Have we seen that final victory yet? No, we have not. Stay alert, friends. It's coming. Well, I was going to say real quick, and also that means that we need to be out there witnessing and testifying and, and doing what we're supposed to uh -huh. be doing. Yeah, get prepared. Yeah, I was about to say that because this is the Advent season is the season of preparation. Yes. So we need to be prepared our hearts to receive Jesus, not as infant, but as man, because he's on the way back. People got to get ready. Yeah. And that that expectation that is there throughout Advent, uh, you know, we, we talk about how they were expecting the babe. And yet then in our time, we're expecting the second coming. But you also got to look at, and we're going to talk about this, um, particularly in our uh, the series that we're doing on Wednesday nights, uh, um, A Star is Born, uh, where we look at what the different aspects of the Christmas story mean to us as Christians, is looking at one of the key responses of everyone in the gospel to Jesus' birth is the then to tell somebody about it, right? Mm -hmm. What do the shepherds do when Jesus is born? They run through the town, say, yo, look at this thing that has happened. What do the wise men do? They go back and tell their people. What does Mary do? She tells Elizabeth and sings her song. What does Zachariah do? Um, he starts singing to the people assembled um, at the naming of John, right? One of the key responses is to worship, right? Each one gives honor to Christ in their own way. Um, and then each one tells other people about it. That to be right with God is not just to pray a lot, uh, is not just to read the Bible, is, isn't even just to believe, because your belief in God's then drive you to tell other people about God. Mm -hmm. That part of what is always happening in the mm -hmm. Advent, in Advent, is to say, get right with God, but also take into account fully what getting right with God means. And it doesn't just mean some like inward focused, closed in, like personal thing. It also mm -hmm. means sharing what is happening in your heart with others. Right. It's kind of like when you go to the, you know, you, 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 uh, you see a movie you really like and, yeah. and you, what's the first thing you want to go do? You want to go tell your friends, your family about it and go, hey, you need to go see this movie. Same thing with music. You get it. You see, you hear the song you want to hear, and you go, "Hey, hey, Trey, I need you to hear this song. Man. It's pretty yeah. cool. You want to check it out?" That's the Why same we... thing we should be doing with with Christ. Is with the best hey, news ever. The best yeah. news ever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, do you know about Christ? Let me tell you about it. You know, this is cool. You need to see this, or you need to witness this, or you know, you need to like get on board with this because this is cool. Well, and why is it so easy to tell people about, you know, why are we so ready to tell people, I did this to my father-in-law just, just an hour ago before the show. I was telling you about something I've seen on Netflix and I, I thought he should watch. Um, why is it so easy to do that about really trivial stuff, but we can't do it about the thing that matters the most in the universe, right? 
Like right. we should really, we should really think about that. Like uh, I am, you know, obviously I guess I tell a lot of people about Jesus. If I didn't, would there be a real professional problem? But like, I, right. I, I, I understand like one of the hardest things out there is like, ah, oh, I'm just not sure I want to share my faith with people. Like, yeah. why not? It's the best news ever. Like, we had the, our, our Advent series last year was the best story ever, right? This is the best story ever. Yeah, um, yeah. we are afraid of the response we'll get from people. That's why we don't do uh, the way we should. Well, I guess it's amazing. Here's what's really amazing. So, uh, we consider ourselves, we're a very Christian community, I think, in Palestine. I, I think sure, yeah, but it's a it's hard a very, Bible Belt. Absolutely. Yeah, it's part. But you know, we also have problems, like you just said, communicating that. When I worked, when I worked at the Y, you know, I go in there and, and like it was like people were, you know, they'd tell each other about being Christians, or they'd witness, or they'd talk about scripture, or whatever. But it was real quiet. You know, yeah. it was like it was like, hey, do you know about Jesus Christ? Hey, do you know? You know, it's like no, shout it out, shout it out to the freaking world. Hey. You know, Jesus yeah. Christ is our Lord and Savior, you know. It's what, really good news, you about it. Yeah, y'all, it come is. on. Yeah, man. So, sometimes I think people get hung up in uh, whether they know enough about it or if it has to be done in a certain way or whatever. No, it just needs to be done. Uh, yeah, when From you look you. at, uh, yeah, it just, just, just throw the seed, you know. Right. I, I, as he was talking about uh, how he was telling his uh father-in-law about the movie i was thinking how last night i, I got around to uh, watching the the uh, reboot of the animaniacs you know and after watching yeah. the first episode i shot trey a text hey, yes you did we've been talking about it it was like you know it's oh yeah i saw it when we leave church and something good <laughs> has happened the holy spirit has touched us you know we should be texting people man you know what god did today and, and you know and that's well, that's how that's where we should be at and I think about I think about how how easy it is uh, for there to be bad news, um, how yeah. bad news sells, um, and, and and but when in fact like in a world where God is present, there is always more good news than bad, and part of what is happening with well, the coming of the Son of Man is that all of the good news is here, right, and is coming in the world more and more every day. That should be the headline. The headline every day should be, look what, Je look what Jesus is doing in the world today. Look what the Holy Spirit is doing in the world today. Um, and, and, that, and that should be the headline of our lives. And like, I'm as guilty of this as anybody, right? But like the headline of our lives and part of, part of what being aware and being alert is, isn't just like making sure I've confessed all my sins. Sure, do that by all means. Don't, you know, but like, you should be leading with the headline of the son of man is here. It is. He's here right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like all of this wonderful stuff can be happening in your life right now. You don't yeah. got to wait. I mean, look at, look at, look at, look at, uh, back in the, uh, Paul Revere, man, he goes to the town. The British are coming. The British are coming. Yeah. Now comes someone ain't really in the middle of that time going, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. They, they, they are people. Cause I was uh, going home from Walmart, uh, yesterday and I saw this group of people with red signs standing by that, uh, at Wells Fargo bank and, um, Walgreens. Okay. Jesus yeah. is here. Jesus is here. And I honk the horn like, yeah, I'm with you, you know. So. Jesus is here. Yeah. Right? Like, if you are wondering 
And I understand it, right? Again, part of why we keep picking apocalyptic texts. If you were wondering, yo, what's happening? Yo, this is rough. If you were wondering, the answer to the world's problems is present in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And eventually, all that hurts us, all that ails us, coronavirus and all the rest will pass away. And who will come in final victory is the son of man. And what what made that promise secure was that Jesus came as the baby. Mm-hmm. And all, already, the victory, the victory is present in the world. And what sealed the victory was his death on the cross. Hallelujah. That's happening, friends. Well, and that's a mic drop right there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's probably as good a place as any. And, 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 and the immortal words of Michael Stipe, it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Yeah, you should feel fine. It's good yeah. news. It is. Um, I've got some funny in the chat, you know. Um, oh, yeah, Light St. Nick rolls up his sleeves. Uh-huh. Yeah, as it turns out. Um, but, like, again, uh, the end of the world is fundamentally good news as long as we are seeking after God. In, in the end, so much of, of what we talk about in the show comes down to that, is seek after God, friends. Um, and that seeking after God should lead you to a more personal relationship with God. Um, but also should lead you to a more personal relationship with your neighbors as you share what God is doing in your life with them, whether it is telling your testimony um, or simply loving them um, in altruistic ways and ways that don't benefit you, but only benefits them. Um, All of that is part of being aware. If you uh, have any feedback for this show, uh, thank you for the folks who joined in live with us by the chat. If you didn't join us live, but please post your comments on Facebook, on our YouTube page, on our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash video. If you want to email us, email uh, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like an audio-only version of this show, uh, you can simply search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. Uh, and we will be back uh, next week with another fun-filled edition where I'll be back in my normal studio and not sitting on this weird wicker crate thing um, shoehorned into a uh, beach house. Um, but go in peace, love and serve the Lord, and fear not. Stay well. God is with you. There's no music, so just... Good night, friends. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.